Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Erev Tov, just continuing where we left off yesterday, we had a very scary Zohar in our uh, Hakdama to the Sefer of Chafetz Chaim. <coughs> the Chafetz Chaim continues, and he writes, Otam Acher, another reason why the Torah states that the sin of Lashon Ara is so severe. is because of the great damage that results from the sin. When a person damages his tongue with forbidden words, he prevents any other holy words uh, that he utters from ascending above. Meaning you wonder why your tefilot are not working or your Torah that you're learning, why is it not having an effect? Here's your answer. Because you're the, after 10 minutes you're going and you're speaking Lashonara. So your, your mouth, your words, the holy words that come out of your mouth are not, not ascending. Here's another piece of Zohar. And contingent upon the spirit and other spirits, that these latter spirits are designated to seize bad or foul words, which a person utters from his mouth. As to what happens when people later speak words of holiness, Woe to them and woe to their lives. Woe unto them in this world. And woe to them in the world to come. For these repulsive spirits, the one that came from the evil words, take this foul word. And then when later he expresses sacred words of Torah or Tefillah, the foul spirits bring the foul words first before that the other words can bring go to Shamaim. And they sully, they dilute the expression of tefillah. And it's not ascribed to that person. You say the tefillah, by the time it gets there, it's diluted and they can't tell where it came from. And therefore the power of holiness is weakened. And that's the, the quote of the Zohar. Is it not apparent then that all of the words of Torah and Tfilah that we say are suspended, they're in space. They cannot go high. Where, where are we going to get assistance from? Here we are praying for Mashiach. Okay? Every day, one Mashiach, cry with Beit HaMikdash, Megillat Echad, and it's not going anywhere. These words are just hanging around in space because of what we say. And when you delve deeper, you'll find more. Aside from the fact that it's a horrible sin, like we explained above, it greatly disrupts and corrupts the spiritual world. And diminishes their radiance. Because it's common for so many people. 
to repeat this transgression hundreds or thousands of times in their lives. With even a minor sin, when you repeat it so many times, if you have one sin that's like a fine thread, and you repeat it over and over again, and you fold the thread again and again and again, it becomes as thick like a rope of a wagon. Like Yishaya cried out, Woe unto those who draw sin with delicate threads and their sins become the ropes of a wagon. And this analogy is like a, a thread of silk. When you reinforce it hundreds, hundreds of times with other th- silk threads, it becomes a strong rope. How much more so this sin of Ablashonara in and of itself, it's an extremely grave sin. And yet people regularly commit it thousands of times. Without taking upon themselves to protect themselves from this speech. And certainly, the destruction that it causes in Shamaim, there is no limit. So, he says, I'm trying to figure out the following. How did this Avera, he's asking himself, become so broadly disregarded? Why is it? You don't see people just eating chametz on Pesach nonstop, right? So why, why did this uh, uh, mitzvah become so disregarded? In the eyes of so many people. I thought about it. Due to several factors. Some which relate to the general public, and some relate to those who study Torah regularly. As to the general public, they're not aware of at all. They don't know that the prohibition of Lashonara is even on things that are true, true facts. As to Torah scholars, why are they guilty? Even, to the, even those to whom it is clear and evident they know that Lashonara also applies to true facts. There are many of them that are misled by the Yetzirara with various justifications. One misconception is that the Yetzirara causes one to falsely conclude that the person he is speaking against is a hypocrite. And therefore, the Yetzirah tells the speaker, It's a mitzvah to expose these wicked people. It's a mitzvah to expose all these hypocrites for who they really are. And therefore, you are allowed to say what you are going to say. Sometimes the Yetzirah tells this person, Isn't this person anyways a guy who loves machloket? who causes so many fights, therefore, it's allowed to say Lashonara about this person. Other times the Yetzirah persuades him to speak with an incorrect application of what he calls the Apet Lata, which we're going to learn later on in the Sefer. There are certain times where you would be allowed to say a certain statement, which is when the original person said it in front of three people. Tlata is three, Ape is faces, in front of three people. We're going to get to that later on. 
Other times that Yetzara gives a false license of Apemara in the presence of the subject. So since he said in front of the guy who he was talking about, it must be that it's permitted and I can go repeat it. The speaker decides himself as if he's relating the Lashonara. That since he would be willing to say it even in the victim's presence, okay, then I can relate the same information behind his back. The Yetzirah provides him with the statements of Chachamim that are, that are relevant to this argument. And we'll see later on in rules number 2, 3, and 8. Sometimes the Yetzirah will persuade one to speak Lashonara by making an argument regarding the nature of the matter. He'll, he'll convince you to think, oh, this is not even Lashonara, it doesn't even apply. For example, many people on Letzarenu uh, will say they'll publicize a certain person. He's not intelligent. He's not smart. And but they're not. They think it's not negative information. Hey, he's not a chacham. He doesn't know much. We're going to see about this in rule number five. The rule in summary is as follows: The yetzara operates in one. Of two ways. Either he convinces the person that what he's saying is not actually Lashonara. Or the Torah didn't prohibit speaking Lashonara about that type of person. So either the person himself is saying what I'm, what I'm saying is not categorized as Lashonara because he falsely thinks that saying true statements is allowed, or, or I'm just relating facts that's allowed, but it's not. Or, again, this type of person wouldn't apply. If the Yetzirah realizes that he will not prevail over the person with either of these tactics, now he deceives him with an opposite tactic. He makes the Lashonara laws seem so stringent to the extent that it appears that everything the person speaks is included in the Lashonara category. If so, it's impossible to live a normal life. It's impossible to live a social life. Unless I totally remove myself from all worldly matters because the laws are so strict and therefore I can't even say anything. And uh, and this was the tactic of the first uh, Nahash, the first serpent in the time of, of uh, Adam and Chava. What did he say? Chava, Shamar, who said to Chava, Afki Amar Elohim, Did Hashem actually say, you may not eat from any tree in the garden? So what happened? The Nahash falsely suggested Hashem's prohibition was not limited to one tree, but included all the trees. But he exaggerated. By exaggerating uh, the extent of the isur, of the prohibition, then the Nachash made Chavam feel that it was impossible to abide by this rule. And uh, therefore, therefore enticed her to sin. And that's why she, she, she ate from the tree. So Yetzara often does that. It tempts one to speak Lashon Hara by exaggerating the Lashon Hara uh, uh, prohibition. He'll continue uh, more. And by the way, this is still just the introduction. And uh, a lot more to say that we'll continue next week.